0: welcome to commercial real estate investing from a to z the ultimate guide for real estate investors i'm your host steph boldrini we cover everything you need to know from finding and analyzing properties to financing and managing your investments tune in every week for experts insights and tips so you can make your commercial real estate dreams come true And in today's episode, we continue our interview with Ken McElroy. He is sharing the step-by-step guide of exactly what you should do if your property is in trouble. This one is one of my favorite interviews. He really lays out every single thing you should be doing right now if your property is in trouble. From managing your bank, all the way to getting multiple bids from all of your vendors. Ken is the CEO and founder of MC Companies. You really want to share this with your entire network because this is golden. Here we go.
1: So let me ask you a question. Um, For some of these deals that investors are in, LPs are in, or, you know, GPs operating deals, there gets to be a challenge, if, especially with bridge and you know multifamily bridge debt or anything value add or even construction to 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 work through a modification or to go to a lender. I know some lenders will say like hey, you got to make this payment, and until you're short on the payment, you say hey, here's eighty percent of the amount, and you're saying this is what we've got to pay, then they may set, like work out something with you. But how have you walked through that process before? Yeah. Or what do you what do you see? Yeah, that's kind of a, well, we aren't. Yeah. Our, I mean, not currently a company, you know, but i I've, I've been through
2: similar. Uh, you know, back in the eight oh eight range. Right. You know, um, here's the truth: like the lender does not want the property back. Yeah, uh-huh. that's a fact. They're supposed to create the resistance mm-hmm. back to the sponsor, right? So when the agreements come out, all that stuff's clear. But at the end of the day, the foreclosure process, the default process, and all that kind of stuff—it's legal. And at the end of the day, what they are going to have to do is take that, and then package it up with some broker somewhere, right? And take a write down from somebody like us that's going to buy that at a deep discount, right? Okay, so you know they don't want to do that, correct? Yeah. So you know it's a it's a poker game, you know, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, you know they have a straight flush and you you know you have, off suit, you know. <laughs> You got a pair of nines. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's a dance. It's part of the dance. And what's going to save people right now is cash. Mm. So the way to do it is to go find that cash Mm. if there's value in the real estate. So that's the first thing I always say. So what happens is there's kind of an ego involved. There's an emotional attachment involved. There's LP money or maybe your money or whatever. There's all of that to consider, but if people can hold these deals for the long term, yeah. they're going to be fine. And I'll give you a couple examples. Yeah. So in 05, six, I bought some stuff in Austin, Texas. In 07 or 08, I looked like an idiot, right? My my equity was less than the you know the mm-hmm. than the property was, or my loan was was uh, more than the property was worth. Um, what saved me was occupancy and cash flow. So what what happens is people buy things for cash flow or they buy things for capital gain, but you should be buying them for both. So a lot of people were saying, oh, there's little or no cash flow or negative cash flow on day one. And they're waiting on this big value add, right. okay? And so there's no cash flow, so they're running out of cash. So, so the strategy started at the buy. Everything we do cash flows day one, and um, so in that scenario, all I had to do was focus on management. How do I keep this place full? How do I manage my expenses? Um, I had fixed rate debt at the time, which was a um, obviously, which not a lot of people have right now, or some mm. some some do, some don't. So I just wrote it through. And then lo and behold, by let's say eight, not, not probably nine, 10, 11, um, I was right back to where it was. And then it punched through. Right. And so, what, what, so you got to think long term. So, if you can get enough cash today, then, um, and you've got a really good asset and you've got equity, then you should be preserving the equity, preserving your investor, investors, pre- preserving the LPs, um, and trying to figure out, you know, how to do that first, um, and then work through it. So, you need cash first. You need to show the lender. That you've got a plan. Um, again, the lenders don't want these assets back because them having them back is a pain in their butt. Right. Right. So cash, then loan mod, long term hold. Yes, it's different from what the business plan said, but if you're trying to preserve the investor LP money um, and the assets worth it, then it's worth it. It's just time will heal this. Um, the next eighteen to twenty four months, it's going to be rough. But if you look, if you if you go thirty thousand feet, there's a massive shortage of of housing. Yeah, nothing's going to be uh, everything. There's a lot of new construction, all that stuff. That's all going to be gone by let's say twenty twenty five, and we're going to have a massive sh- uh, we're going to have massive rent growth again in 26, 27, 28, because nobody's building um, and all that new supply. There's a lag in that too. So if you can just get through the next couple of years, right? That's yeah. going to require money and you're going to have to do all kinds of creative stuff. And this is when you learn, right? Going through this as painful as it is, that's where all the lessons are. There's no lessons at all, hardly, when you're an influencer raising money and things are going up and you're trading it out and you're buying new crap, right? right. Zero, zero lessons. Actually, they're all bad lessons. So this is the time where the lessons you can absolutely preserve the asset. You can preserve the LP equity. You can preserve your relationship with your lenders. You can do it. And, you know, if the asset, if you bought it right, and if the asset is worth, you know, the loan, right? Yeah. Otherwise it's a, it's a different
1: path. Yeah, absolutely. That's great, Ken. I know with your experience, you just, you've seen a lot of things. Um, so I guess for investors, um, what would you, um, I guess a couple questions around just, uh, indicators, things you look for, uh, like what, what, what's some data that you look at now, or even when you're looking, you mentioned asset management, you're looking at an asset manager, what are some things that you're looking at? So I guess there's kind of two different questions, you know, just yeah. general and as well as in that when you. Well, the first thing I always look at what's in, within your
2: control, right? So one of the things I've started to do is really, really dial in on my operations. Now I have a massive advantage because I started in property management right out of college. So for the first 10 years of my life, I managed 20, 30,000 units. So, so when I step on a project, I know, you know, I have a checklist in my mind that I've been through a hundred times. So the first thing I've done is I'm scrubbing each one of my assets. Now, I want to make sure that my expenses are completely in order. Everything's been bid out multiple times and that my market rents are exactly where they should be and that I have the right teams in place. I'm maximizing my my revenue, my other income, and my expenses. That's the first thing. That requires a fair amount of work, obviously, because there's so many line items and so many things. That's super important. Because no matter what, that is going to determine your next loan, your next investor. Like they're going to look at the operations, right? Right. So, like I looked at a building yesterday, actually, a new construction, brand new, under in lease up. It's stagnated at sixty percent. Oh. Okay.
1: In Phoenix or?
2: Yeah, and I was like, okay, that's awesome. That's an opportunity. Yeah. Right. Cause they're going to, they got to take a haircut. They, you know, they're trying to get through Lisa. So, you know, so there's a strategy around that. And because I'm strong in operations, I know already I can bring my own team in there, top it up, you know, and make the deal work. Right. So, so when you have that kind of confidence from the operations, it gives you a lot of power. Right. That's the first thing. Those are controllables. Those are things that you can do now. Um, the second thing is you got to dig into your partnership agreement with your LP equity and your prefs and, you know, all that type of stuff. And you need to take a look at your stress points there. Right. And I think that's super important. Um, and then you can start to bring in, you know, you know, um, other sources to kind of top it up, whether that's asset management, it could be Family office could be institutional. It could be a number of things. You can give up GP equity. You can bring in more LP equity. You can come in with a loan. All that should be fully transparent to your existing deal, right? It has to be right. Yeah. You can't just change stuff yeah, yeah. and then tell them later. So you know all that stuff. You got to paper up. Make sure it's all correct. That's the area I think that um, people are going to be in trouble on you know, thinking, oh, this is going to be short term. I'm only going to need this for six months, three months, one year, whatever. Well, if they're right, they're probably going to be okay. But if they're not, um, people are going to wonder how they got squeezed down. So that's the next piece. Um, the other thing is you, this is a, you need to go out and 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 uh, get other opinions, brokers' opinions of values. People are doing that all over the place. Yeah. So brokers aren't listing deals right now. They're they're actually yeah. giving everybody these EOVs or brokers' opinions of value. Yeah. That's really important because that kind of substantiates, you know, what the thing's worth. Then you got to look at your debt, right, um, and see how much equity you have. And if you have equity, and hopefully you have equity, even if it's half. Or two thirds, or one third, or what it was, that's still okay. You're in the money, right? Yeah. You're preserving that little bit. Now, it doesn't really matter today because you're not selling. If you're selling today, that's exactly what would happen. You know, you're playing the long game here, right? So you need to have all that information, and then you can go out and make good decisions on the asset preserving the equity. I've been in a situation where we bought stuff and equity has gone down ever. Probably everyone has, you know, in something, Mm -hmm. um, a car, a house, you know, whatever, like things depreciate, things go down in value. Right. But over the long haul, you know, especially with this inflation, I think you're on the right side of it. You know, believe it or not, even though it might be feeling a little bit of pain, but I want to be in hard assets during high inflationary times because we all know you can't build a home affordably right now. You can't build apartments affordably right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you own them, you're actually in that category. Right? Yeah. Like, better shape. That's good. I mean, even though it might not feel good, but so you know, if you can if you can hold on to it, um, I believe, I truly believe that you know, real estate's going to really, really skyrocket here based on all these crazy things that are yeah. going on, you know,
1: globally, really. Yeah. There's, there's, it's not getting cheaper to do anything. We all see it and it's uh, really true. I thought this was an incredible conversation. Yeah. How so much value you bring, just your perspective, your wisdom, your experience. Well, thanks so much, Ken. really appreciate you My being pleasure. here. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah. Great seeing you. Mr.
0: And if you haven't already, make sure to write us a review on the podcast app. It's super easy. Click on the logo, scroll down to where you see the five little stars there and type write a review. I would really appreciate it and I will see you next time.